0: Welcome to episode 67 of Insects for Fun. Today, we're going to talk about tarantula hawks, what they do, and why you do not want to make them angry. Tarantula hawks are a group of parasitoid wasps in the family Pompilidae, which is the family of spider wasps. But there are many kinds of spider-killing wasps, and the ones that focus on the big boys, like tarantulas, are in two genera. The first is known as pepsis, and the second is known as hemipepsis. Not that different, and it turns out the wasps themselves aren't that different either. Tarantula hawks are large wasps, up to 6.5 centimeters or 2.5 inches in length, and they're all a chrome black with bluish highlights. The wings can vary from black to rust color, and the bold coloring is a form of aposemitism, because it advertises to potential predators that they should not mess with this wasp, and most animals don't. In fact, the only ones capable of eating a tarantula wasp are roadrunners, probably because the beak is small enough to kill the wasps without getting stung. And yes, the sting is definitely not something you want to experience. It's rated incredibly high on the Schmidt Pain Index, and is described as, quote, immediate, excruciating, relentless pain that makes it impossible to do anything but scream, unquote. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm not gonna play with this wasp. The distribution for these is worldwide, minus Europe and Antarctica, and there's a good chance you've actually seen one before, if you live where they do. In the United States, they're known to be in the Southwest, but I've been seen as far north as Utah. I wouldn't be surprised if they get more comfortable in other northern states as well thanks to climate change. There is actually a mimic in the Northeast and I'm sure my Northeast listeners can picture it. I'll do an episode on those later but if you think you've seen a tarantula hawk in the Northeast, it is most likely a digger wasp. So why do they call them tarantula hawks? Do they pick up spiders off the ground or what? Tarantula hawks are definitely large, but not large enough to get a spider airborne. At least, not the big tarantulas. And they don't kill them to eat either. You're going to notice a trend with the large parasitoid wasps. The adults of tarantula hawks feed on flowering plants for nectar, and they only use the spiders as food for their offspring. You remember the cicada killers, right? This is a similar story, where females paralyze tarantulas and then drag them to a den made by the wasp, or the wasp will use the den made by the tarantula. She lays a single egg on the paralyzed body of the spider, and when the larva hatches, it burrows into the abdomen of the spider and eats it from inside out. Wow! And yeah, the spiders are still alive. Just like the cicadas with cicada killers, they're just completely paralyzed. And if the wasp didn't lay an egg on the spider, it would eventually die on its own. The wasps are solitary, and as a result don't make hives or live in groups, like other bees and wasps. This also means they aren't aggressive, and will not chase or attack anything unless they're really provoking the wasps. The females usually emerge from their dens in spring, and seek out food and a mate. These wasps enjoy nectar from fruiting plants like soap berries, but milkweed and other native trees like legumes will also do the trick. In some countries, like Africa for example, there are plant species which get pollinated exclusively from tarantula hawks, which is super cool. When it comes to finding a mate, female wasps need to enter a male's lecking territory. Back in my owl butterfly episode, I mentioned lecking as sort of a dueling between males to claim territory. This is also a behavior in male tarantula hawks. But lecking is, of course, different for every species. For example, tarantula hawks in the genus Hemipepsis are somewhat famous for their king of the hill battles in claiming territories. So help me God, I'll tear you a new one bigger than the Grand Canyon. Now I want you to get out of my house. You're not welcome here. The wasps prefer to stake out high ridgelines, tall trees, or hilltops and then battle for the high ground. The locations don't seem to hold anything special other than a height advantage, which males use to see incoming females. You'd think all this effort would go into a meaningful relationship, but no. The females aren't interested in a lifelong partner. It's simply a means to an end, and once she's fertilized, she's off to prepare for her offspring. Something really cool to know is that female tarantula hawks can choose the gender of their offspring similar to other parasitoid wasps they actually have the ability to decide whether or not to use stored sperm when laying eggs. If they do, the egg becomes a female. But if they don't, then the egg becomes a male. Males are smaller than the females and contain only half the genetic material. But they're still an important part of the equation, because without them, there wouldn't be any females. The lifespan for these wasps varies, but it's usually a year. And if the eggs are laid in early spring, then the larvae will emerge as adults in summer. But if the eggs are laid in the fall, then the larvae emerge in spring. Now let's get into how a female hawk finds a tarantula, and what tactics they use to fight and sting one. Female tarantula hawks seem to prefer female tarantulas, most likely due to the larger body size, but also because male tarantulas are usually on the move. It's not currently clear whether these wasps use eyesight or pheromones to find spiders, but I believe it's a mixture of both. The wasps probably can follow a scent trail, and then find the entrance to a tarantula burrow when they're in the immediate area. What I found really interesting is that female wasps will tap the outside of a burrow to lure the tarantula out of hiding. This is actually something that male tarantulas do to lure females out during mating season. Some people online say the wasps use this tactic to lure the tarantula into a false sense of captured food, but tarantulas are mostly nocturnal ambush predators. I believe the more accurate situation is that the wasps are using male tarantula mating behavior. Once a tarantula leaves her den, assuming to see a male tarantula, she's caught off guard by the wasp, and a battle for her life begins. A study found that 399 out of 400 times, the wasp will come out victorious. And if you've ever witnessed one of these battles, you too will see why. The wasps are fast. And they're pokers. Constantly side-dashing in circles around the spider and trying to get jabs in. It really reminds me of like a playstyle you'd see in JRPGs. Now, the spiders are not equipped for close combat, due to their lanky legs and poor eyesight. Even if a tarantula does manage to get its fangs wrapped around the wasp, the fangs slip off because the wasp is so hard and smooth and this actually creates a clicking noise. The wasps also have another tactic aside from their really strong and smooth bodies, and that would be to produce a pungent odor when aggravated, and this is a warning to other predators as well. And that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning more about tarantula hawks, and if you haven't yet, be sure to leave a rating and review if you can. All I want for Christmas are those five-star reviews, And if you want to further support the show, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash insects for fun and get some bonus content like a side series focused on insect news and noteworthy discoveries along with vlogs. If you have a listener request, you can email me at insectsfordummies at gmail.com or you can DM me on the Instagram page. Links to those will be in the episode notes. Thanks again for listening and you'll catch me again next week.